Hello and welcome to the second season of Life After, a podcast where young people can share and discuss their experiences with grief. This is a rather special episode, a discussion on vulnerability recorded a few months ago with my first guest of season two, Anna, where I'm not the one asking the questions. Anna heads up the Student Grief Network, an organisation which offers support to bereaved students. She first asked me about my experience of feeling disconnected from my emotions. So we've spoken before a little bit about how as much as we talk about vulnerability and how important it is to sort of feel our feelings and be vulnerable and be open um, and how that can really help us process our grief because you've spoken to me before a little bit about how maybe you've you feel like you've disconnected from your emotions or you find it hard actually to access your emotions um whether that's around grief or just more generally just wondering if you could share your experience with that so my dad died um in 2006 of a brain tumor um grade four glioblastoma and around that time I really looked to my mum and she was this pillar of strength and I was often told by people far older than me that I needed to be strong for my mum and, and I needed to support my family and all the rest of it and as a you know eight nine year old I think I took that very seriously and I should say that I I put that pressure on myself as well it wasn't just other people um subsequently for a long time I then did push things away and that was also a self-protective mechanism I think that there, there's a lot of, about my dad's stuff that is a blur and um I think subconsciously that that's because it was so painful then I had reached a stage when I was maybe 17 18 and my brother Toby he also he also develops uh glioblastoma and 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 he died as well, um, which was again horrific. But I had realised by then the way in which the way I had disconnected was really damaging me, both in my personal life and and in relation to my grief. And so, since then, I've really tried to combat that, and I I tend to be much more open with my friends. I'm not always. Uh, you know I'm I'm still learning and I think they're also still learning in relation to asking and mm-hmm. all this other stuff but it's something that I struggle with and I think I will go on struggling with for a long long time and I mean when we spoke about this last <laughs> the metaphor I used was a dam and I can sometimes physically feel this in my chest and that you know, I feel the emotion swelling and swelling and swelling. And part of me wants it to break. And part of me wants to really feel it all. And another part of me is terrified of that because of the weight that that might release and the way in which that might impact my life and, and yeah, damage the, the, the peace and the way of being that I'm that I'm comfortable with now so it's an incredibly complex thing and I think like all of us I'm still learning about about how this plays out in my life and I've been really really grateful that I have kind of decided to change tack and and try and open up and and 
the podcast that I run is, is like an iteration of me really trying to engage not only with other people, but myself um, and to uh, yeah, keep on, keep on giving others and myself this feeling that, you know, I'm not alone. And if I do want to be vulnerable, it's absolutely fine. It almost sounds like you maybe had like a, a blueprint from when you were little um, of that idea of strength and to be strong means to not show your feelings or kind of express what you're going through and to kind of always be all right and always smile, always be polite, whatever, whatever it might have been. And that is quite hard to break. Um and I don't know, it kind of sounds like it's almost playing out at a subconscious level as much as it is at a conscious level. It's not that you're necessarily choosing now to not feel your feelings. It's just that that's kind of always been how you do it. Yeah. Um, and I think things like the podcast, like you were just speaking about, are trying to almost break break that blueprint and set out a new blueprint that you can go forward with. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. Like the podcast and other strategies I suppose I'm using in my life is is an attempt to shift my internal narrative from vulnerability as weakness to vulnerability as a strength in itself and so like that completely reconceptualizes what strength means for me but it's all it's also about kind of the ways of the ways of being that have just been concretized in my life since I was very young like despite the fact that I have said that I'm trying to open up and all the rest of it. Like, I think I still keep myself to myself because, well, to a certain extent, <laughs> because because of what's happened and, and because of the the pattern that that has set. It's like an iterative thing, and, and it will change and 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 alter as time goes on. And also, you know, the way in which I kind of interact with my grief. Like when I when I released the podcast for the first time. I felt, yeah, really, really in control and really connected both to myself in a way, but or or to this ambition that I had that I really wanted to release it, and it was a like a monumental moment in terms of like a statement of vulnerability. But in a way that that was momentary, and then and then you know I subsequently felt really disconnected for the next you know x x number of months when. I wasn't engaging with it in a way that was perhaps uh, what I was advocating for in the podcast. <laughs> you know, you can never really have a true handle on it, I think. And that's fine, you know, because that's, that, that's just the nature of nature of the beast, which is a weird way to put it. But, yeah. you know, I guess there's almost that's just made me think there's almost like levels of vulnerability. There's like acknowledging that this thing has happened like not denying it not trying to hide from it that's one level the next is sort of like I guess being able to articulate that experience express yourself I was stuck in this for a long time and I think it was really helpful for a while but I just like intellectualized my grief so much like I was reading so much about it I would talk about it at great length um as I did on your podcast (laughs) You know, I can, and I feel like in some ways I'm so open with it, but then there's that other layer, which is embracing the more messy stuff. Like, I feel like I can cry a little bit 
and I can talk about it but it still feels a little bit controlled and it Mm -hmm. feels like no I'm showing my vulnerability but only this far and like actually I know there's like a layer beneath that in me which sometimes I am able to show and access like if I feel like with certain people or I don't know just in certain situations but most of the time that is sort of like clenched very hard in a little box and it's like it can come out in a little burst and then I'm like oh no that was too much and it just feels like too overwhelming and I think for because I was like obsessed with this idea of needing to be vulnerable for a while I got really annoyed that I couldn't be more like that but it's kind of just I've come to accept like okay this is where I am at this point and there will be times when like the dam breaks if you want to use that metaphor and there'll be times when the water stays very tightly in it and that's fine because we can only do so much and we can only yeah we can only trust ourselves so much in certain situations I think it's part part of me being more vulnerable has been like trusting myself that I will survive if I break down or people actually it's just like that I will get through it and also that people will stick with me because I think I have this have had this huge fear that if I'm too messy for someone like my friends my family a partner people at uni whoever it might be if I'm like too messy and emotional which I know sometimes comes out when I'm by myself if I show that to other people like are they gonna like me or are they just gonna think I'm absolutely nuts and like something wrong with me and there's I can rationalize it and if someone ever if someone else ever said that to me I'd say what are you talking about like obviously I'm gonna love you obviously I'm gonna like want to like be there for you but there is that fear that but like but I can't show that and I think Mm -hmm. that has come from a similar pattern to what you were talking about of when when my brother died when I was 10 the pattern was sort of laid out by my mum especially and we've spoken about this since yeah. and like, I don't resent her for it at all and she's we have really like lovely conversations about it but she was very much like smile like come on like let's get on with it and we were kind of praised for like being such like a resilient family and actually like a lot of that resilience was just not being ourselves and not showing how we felt and it was yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. and like that sort of like yeah it's been definitely a process of trying to break that down and kind of yeah relate to vulnerability and relate to grief in a different sort of way which does allow for those more messy things and when I do that I feel so much better but it's not always easy no sure. no no I mean I think inherently all of this stuff is really really hard like the idea of unlearning things that have been ingrained in you is um yeah inherently complex I mean even like even... As well you kind of get somewhere and then you're like okay now I'm gonna go backwards for a bit <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly look I mean there, there there are things that I could do today right now that I know would maybe make me vulnerable but I think there's also an argument to say sometimes you're just not ready for it and I I seldom look at pictures of my brother I find it easy with my dad but with Toby I mean even even saying his name is piercing and that's something that I really desperately want to change. Uh, but at the moment, it's still really hard. At uni, I could only do that when I'd had a drink. And I've, I've phased out of that now. But you can, you can, you can, as you say, like really try and try and 
attempt to be vulnerable on all of these different levels and and yet there are some that the cost or the fear of the cost or whatever it is 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 just too high it's important not to force it and not yeah, to beat yourself exactly. up over the fact that you aren't ready to do that yet yeah 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 and that's the thing like the the word expectation and we've spoken about this a lot recently is you know rife in the way that we think about our grief and the way that we are thinking about how we should act in relation to whatever situation we're in and who we need to protect you know how emotional we need to be and and like the sometimes we're too emotional sometimes we're not emotional yeah. enough <laughs> yeah 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 like there's no there's no you know you can't win and and the relationship between expectation and guilt is yeah something I've I've felt so much in my life particularly in, in relation to being vulnerable like you know the idea that someone could lose a, a family member in a very similar situation or or a friend rather as well and you know they're in they're in sobs of tears and, and all the rest of it and I just think god am I a terrible person for not being like that um and I don't feel like that now I but it's because I have an understanding myself um that was greater than it was when I was you know 16 18 whatever but yeah I mean for for, for people in that position it's really really difficult really difficult and I think that's the benefit of both this space and, and so many others in that it you know gives it gives people an opportunity to to hear other people say you know what it was actually like that for me too and I'm doing better I'm not where I want to be you know perhaps we should maybe even question the extent of the extent to which I need to be in this vulnerable place it's another expectation isn't it yeah 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 I think like we should have total freedom with the way in which we feel and that's a very idealistic viewpoint but I think it's something we should strive for yeah uh, because it can make things slightly easier and I think with that freedom to feel how you feel whether that's really emotional angry anxious sad completely numb not thinking about it distracting yourself whatever it might be with that is kind of like a trust that you are doing the best that you can even mm-hmm. if sometimes you feel like a shit person I feel like there's so much of grief which you're going through this really difficult thing and you're also just beating yourself up because you're not doing it properly or maybe you're, you're not caring enough or maybe you're worrying about it too much and you're not putting enough thought into your day-to-day life or whatever it might be it's just a constant sort of battleground and actually if we were just yeah, yeah, exactly. okay today I felt this and I did that and maybe that looks great on paper and my therapist would say well done and maybe the next day I do something which is completely stupid and I upset loads of people but that's fine I was also doing my best then um but it's, it's hard to trust that you are that you're doing all right sometimes <laughs> yeah 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 no 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 it's true it's true um I was just going to say one other thought that I'd had in terms of not forcing yourself to be vulnerable is that I think when I like first started thinking about vulnerability I was like right I've got to sort of like be open with everyone and especially because I was really passionate about making grief a topic that was spoken about more openly like that's what I do in my work like I was it almost had that like more like social side to it as well um in terms like how we talk about it culturally but it meant that I was sometimes sharing things about myself with people that I maybe didn't know that well and I think sometimes that's fine you can connect with a stranger and it can be a really like meaningful important conversation 
and I am sometimes like incredibly vulnerable with people that I don't know that well but I was kind of like doing it in lots of situations and I sometimes came away from them feeling a bit like oh or like they didn't it it actually I didn't need to do that and I needed to be a bit more protective of my grief and I actually needed to be less vulnerable and like I kind of in certain situations where I kind of built this like false sense of like intimacy with people where like because we'd like spoken about something like really deep that then I was really confused about what sort of level friendship we had and just I think it's been learning like sometimes it's maybe not appropriate and like don't beat yourself up if you tell someone something and they respond badly because you know that's on them and like but sometimes as well like you do need to say I could share loads of my life right now and I could share this really deep thing or I might just say I don't fancy talking about it or just pretend that it hasn't happened or whatever it might be even sometimes like when I'm texting people Mm. recently um sorry I'm going off one now like if someone says like how are you doing even if it's a close friend instinctively I want to say yeah this is going all right maybe this isn't going quite so well I'm kind of feeling this and like sometimes I just need to say yeah good thanks how are you (laughs) and I think there's a danger with that that like that's often people's instinct is just to say fine and sometimes people need to delve into it more but it's a fine line isn't it you can do it too much and you can kind of feel like you're constantly needing to explain yourself or constantly needing to be vulnerable and that got me in a bit of a cycle of feeling like my whole identity was my grief when actually to some people I just wanted to be like the girl on their course that they had a nice chat with I didn't need to be the grief girl to everyone (laughs) no no I think I think it's like it's a really important point to make in that being vulnerable doesn't actually really entail being an open book all the time it shouldn't mean you betray yourself mm. and put yourself in compromising positions and I mean I've, I've, I've also done that in the past I'm learning about this and I'm getting it wrong and I'm getting it right in yeah. whatever way that is for me. Six months. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> conversation yeah exactly exactly all this um, wisdom <laughs> yeah exactly so uh yeah this is where I'm at with my vulnerability now um will I be at this same place I don't know but for now it's okay yeah and just one final thing that you well you just said about like you don't have to like betray yourself or whatever you said like I think that works both ways you can betray yourself when you're too vulnerable sometimes in situations where it doesn't feel right and you can betray yourself by not showing your true emotions as well and pretending that everything's all right so it really is just that like checking in with yourself how do I feel what do I want to what do I want to share in this scenario and just like allowing yourself having the freedom to be authentic um or not sometimes we're not authentic or not exactly So that's it for this episode. If you'd like to hear more about Anna's story or mine, head to the first episode of each season, wherever you get your podcasts. I'd also like to add that Anna and I host our own peer support group as part of the new normal. Do look out on our pages for more information. We'd love to have you attend. I'm Theo Silverstone. The music was composed by Lucy Piercy and performed by Alexander Lestrange. The editing was done by my mum. Thanks for listening.